I've been pretty messed up for the last uh, probably 36 hours. And the presence of God, just we didn't, there's no, no healing we were praying for last night. It's just his presence. I love his presence. Lord, so we thank you that that same presence is here. And we just ask that you would make it known in this place tonight. And we give you permission, Holy Spirit, to, to minister however you'd want to minister. And that you'd just come make Jesus real in this place. Amen. Well, it's 526. He told me to scrap my plans earlier in the day, so. He is the plan. So I'm just going to, I'm going to share what I, I sense the Holy Spirit just doing, uh, speaking to me, share with you. And, you know, I guess I'll, I'll start here. God's been bringing me in this progressive revelation for, I think, about the last seven years of what his favor really is. And he started kind of using this language to me uh, right, right when I started in ministry. So it was maybe about eight and a half years ago now. And he started teaching me about his favor. And it's been this beautiful journey of learning how I can partner with his favor and understand his favor and actually believe in my heart that I am favored by God. And there's a, a story that we're really familiar with that I think captures like a beautiful picture of the favor of the Father and the favor of God, the favor of Jesus, the favor of the Holy Spirit, this, this triune God who favors humanity. And interesting, that word favor, uh, just before I jump into this passage, is it's the same word for grace. It's charis in the Greek. And it's just this unmerited gift, and it's this expression of his presence, his God-empowering presence. It's forgiveness, it's empowerment, it's, it's his grace, it's, it's God's favor. It's this prayer that I read from Psalm 67, it's the prayer in Deuteronomy, it's the, in Numbers, it's that the face of God would shine upon us. It's his favor, it's that you'd be particularly fond of someone, especially fond of someone. You know, favor, you know you favor when some, someone, when you see them, your face lights up. You know, there's people that it's like your whole insides light up. You know, whenever I see my, my beautiful bride, my face just lights up. My insides light up because I favor her. She's especially favored in my heart. And uh, this is the, the scene in Jesus' baptism, which I think captures the favor of God in a way uh, that is so easy to relate to. Uh, as humans, because Jesus had become a man at this point. And John's, uh, Jesus is with John the Baptist. After John saying, I can't baptize you, Jesus says, permit it. This time we need to fulfill righteousness. And John uh, baptizes him. And this is John 3, or sorry, this is Matthew 3, verse 16. It says, after being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold... The heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. Say lighting. Spirit was lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. It's a picture of favor. 
Jesus is, the, is, is in the, the manifest favor of God in this moment. The Spirit of God is lighting on him, and the Father is speaking this favored expression that this is my favored son. This is my beloved. I'm pleased with him. And I, I think we miss the, the power of this moment sometimes. It can be hard to make a connection with a statement like this, but I think maybe put yourself in more like, let's bring this to like a modern context and let's imagine for a second that I'm standing here and I'm preaching to you and then suddenly the heavens opened, the spirit lights on me, my face starts glowing and you all hear a voice spoken over me but spoken to me that this is my beloved son, listen to him. Like, how do you think I would feel? I think I'd melt like a stick of butter on a frying pan. I think you'd have to carry me home. I think I'd be so undone with just pleasure, right? This is favor. That's a picture of favor. That, that God favored Jesus. This is my favored son. This is my beloved. Right? God's not just speaking to him. He's speaking over him. He's, he's like he's putting his signet upon his son publicly. It's, he's proclaiming like this is... This is my boy. This is, this, this is my, I favor him. I'm with him. I'm for him. He's the delight of my heart. I see him. I'm smiling on him. The spirit's lighting on him. Right? And this is actually one of the most beautiful pictures we get of the Trinity at work. We see God express in this Trinitarian form of a father in heaven a spirit who is the, the actual bond of a union of love, and then a son who's receiving that affection. It's the most explicit picture we have of the Trinity at work. A father in heaven, a living spirit who is a bond of love, and a son that receives. And then it gets even crazier because that son left heaven, he came to earth, he's already here, he's getting baptized, and he came to earth to actually become the propitiation for our sin, which is First John. He, he became a sacrifice. He who knew no sin became sin. He, he literally, all the sin of the world was placed upon the son. He was brutally murdered on a cross. He was crucified. So it shed his blood. Out of his side came blood and came water. And out of that wound in his side with the blood and the water, it made a way for humanity who received the gift of his blood and the baptism of the water to enter into the beloved son. And it says in Ephesians 1 that we were predestined to be adopted as sons before the beginning of the world and that God lavished the riches of his favor upon us in grafting us into the beloved so that the favor that Jesus is receiving here in Matthew 3 we can live in for the rest of eternity so this is why it says in Ephesians 2 that according to the, his mercy he raised us up and put us in Christ so that for endless ages he can make known to us the riches of his charis <laughs> That is such good news. You are so not getting it. <laughs> we have been seated, what Megan shared, Ephesians 
too, seated with Christ in heavenly places. We've been seated in the most favored position in all the cosmos, in all the creation. We have been seated in the beloved son. We are favored by God. Not because of our own works, but because Jesus favored us. Because he set his affection on us. Because he took his delight in us and said, even when you are dead in your sins and you're an enemy to me, marry me. Come, let go of your independence and become one with me. So that for endless ages, you can experience the favor that exists within the Trinity himself. It says in Ephesians 1 that we were sealed by the Spirit when we were grafted into Jesus. We were sealed by the Spirit. This is such good news. This is so beautiful. This is the gospel. And he calls broken sinners to let go of their brokenness and enter into the beloved and enter into the favor of God. I had an experience with my dad, uh, my earthly dad, about a year and a half ago, maybe not quite that long ago, and I was a 30 years old at the time, and had, I guess, you, you kind of come to these conclusions that you've become a man, you know, you're, you, you're, you're this kind of more independent, I'm married now, and... I don't know, I, I, in a way it's like I had lost touch with the longing in my heart to be favored, to actually experience favor. And anyways, through a series of events, we ended up in this really beautiful conversation that was unlike any conversation we've probably ever had. And I was emotional and I was like, Dad, I don't think I realize, like, even though I'm a 30-year-old man, like, I'm still longing for your delight in me. And it just led to this, we were at Caffeina on State Street. And he just broke and got emotional and started just delighting in me. And he's crying and, and I'm crying. And it was like this moment of favor with my earthly father. And it wrecked me. All I could think about for like three or four days was like, he, he delights in me. And it was like kind of humbling in a way. So I'm like, I'm a 30-year-old man. <laughs> like, like why, why am I longing for this so much? And that experience kind of triggered this journey into a deeper place. It, it, it unlocked, really, the, the favor of, of God's face toward me. And it was like I touched on something there that was like, it, it, it like triggered this whoa, I don't think I even knew how much, like, I was, I think I'm longing for this from you too, God. Like, I think because you've made me a new creation in Christ and given me a new identity, the Spirit of God within me is crying, Abba, Father, and that cry is delight in me. <laughs> I had none of this planned. I'm like, this is getting vulnerable, Lord. <laughs> I wasn't planning on going here. Uh, but I've had a series of, this is, here we are, it's 537 now. <laughs> the last 12 minutes have taken an unexpected turn. 
You make God plan A and he leads you to uncomfortable places. But I love his presence. <laughs> and his presence is here. Uh, in the last like two weeks, I've had, I've had the equivalent of what took place with my dad a year and a half ago. I had it with God. But it's like a billion times more intense. And it's happened twice, and the second time was more intense than the first time. And it's like my insides start to burn up. Because <laughs> his, his face is just full of favor towards me. It's just, it's just, it's just wrecking me. Just wrecking me. And, and I really don't feel like this is supposed to be about my experience as much as me testifying that I am a son of the living God by the grace and shed blood of Jesus Christ. And you are his beloved. You are sons and daughters of the living God by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And whether you have become aware of it or not, the God of heaven favors you. He favors you. His face looks at you with such tender affection. And this is the amazing thing. I shared this last night that the pure, the last week, the pure in heart see God. We can get hung up on that sometimes. Those that of us that are not visual learners, we can get hung up on what does it mean to see God? I don't see anything. You know, but what images are to the eyes, presence is to the heart. And Ephesians 1 tells us that eyes that our heart has eyes, spiritual eyes. Paul prays that those spiritual eyes would open like an aperture on a camera and that they would open to see God, to behold his presence. The presence of God is the face of God. It's the same word in Hebrew, presence, face. Though we may not see something, we're seeing something. Presence is the, the language of intimacy. Presence is the substance of attachment. It's what forms bonds. It's presence. And like the presence of my, my little baby girl, who we're, we're going to name her Naomi. Her presence is just wrecking me. I haven't even seen her yet, but it's just wrecking me. I can't stop thinking about her. Because her presence... And Jackie's womb is all it takes for this bond of love to form. And presence has a name. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the bond between the Son and the Father. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings gifts because it's the love language of the Father to the Son to the church, it's, like the, it's, it's his presence. The Holy Spirit's his presence. Favor isn't just like a force of some you know, thing. It's, it's actually a person. It's the Holy Spirit. 
the, the light of his face, the Holy Spirit lighted upon Jesus. This is the whole work that the third member of the Trinity is a bond of love. That's what he does. He's like this sticky love that just goes back and forth with goodness and love and kindness and gifts and generosity and servants and humility. It's like he's, it's just, it's love. He's the one who comes and makes the reality of the favor that the Father and the Son have in heaven. It's, he makes, they make it real. Holy Spirit makes it real. We get caught in this sticky love of the triune Godhead who made this whole plan through Jesus shed blood, wounding on us for us to come back, right? Adam, his bride was taken from the rib and Jesus received his bride in that same place, right on his side. It's like the whole plan, the whole plan from before sin was for you and I to come into Jesus so that we could receive the favor, which is the Holy Spirit, just without measure. It says in John chapter 3 that the one who speaks the words of God, Jesus, this is John the Baptist speaking of Jesus, he who speaks the words of God, he gives the Spirit without measure. You are favored without measure. You're just favored without measure. There's no measure to the favor that will be manifest upon your life. What will, the only thing that changes in our relationship with, with God's favor is our awareness of it. Like that little girl, I have not even seen her. And she is the apple of my eye. She'll never, she, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how I could love anything more. I haven't even seen her yet. She'll just become more and more aware of this love. And that's what changes in this walk with God. This is, this is the ongoing progressive revelation of God's favor, is that we actually become more and more confident in relationship with Jesus. This is why intimacy with Jesus. This is why spending the extra moments singing, I love you. I love you, I love you. This is why learning to linger in his presence. This is learning why to be in the, the, the scripture, which is Jesus the word, and learning to pray and seek him. This is the closer we get to Jesus, the more confident we become in our identity because we are his beloved. And that then positions us to step into his privileged place of being the recipient of the Father's love expressed tangibly through the presence of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this is so good. I'm so happy on the inside. So here's how we're going to end. <laughs> it's 5.45 now. <laughs> I'm becoming a, a clock person, clock watcher. is I just want to create space for you to receive your inheritance tonight, which is the favor of the Father of lights who gives without variation or shifting shadow. He says with absolute confidence, I am the Lord, I never change.
and I have set my love on you. Sometimes we let these little silly arguments of condemnation talk us out of the reality of what God's sovereign choice is, which is to set his love on us. If the original sin didn't deter his favor from us, our petty sins in the aftermath won't either. And I'm not saying petty in the sense that sin is petty, but I'm saying God saw the whole mess and he stayed in the game this long. I don't think he's going to change his mind. He was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, meaning he knew what he was getting into the whole time. And he created the most epic story ever fathomed, a cosmic story where the God who created the heavens and the earth would literally give himself to woo this species of people called humanity right into the middle of the beauty of who he is and the bond of this triune Godhead. <laughs> it's like, what? What? This is wild stuff. You have to be wild to be a Christian. Oh my gosh. Kind of cracks me up sometimes that we get hung up sometimes in the church over things like, do miracles happen? I'm like, that's like on the small scale of the crazy belief spectrum. <laughs> I am serious. Like we borderline on insanity to be a Christian. This is absurdly, ridiculously good news. This whole thing I just shared is wild. Like if it's like, it's wild. It is the most wild love story ever. It makes absolutely no sense. This is nothing to do with you and I. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> All we did was like be created. So what I'm trying to kind of work in some of you is that you are favored by God. You might as well open your heart to receive the fullness of it. I think I'm done. 22 minutes. That's how you know, like, the, the Spirit of God's really here. That was so beautiful, Lord. Uh, so I, I, I actually just, I'm, I'm going to pray. I want to lay hands on you tonight. Uh, I don't do this often, usually. And I'll pray over a few of you, but I, I want to lay hands. And... Uh, someone has oil, I would take some. And I'm just going to pray that the favor of God would light upon you. And that specifically, the Holy Spirit uh, would come and just make himself known to you. The Holy Spirit is not a force. He's not... Thank you. Uh, he's a person. He's not like a force. It's not like... You know, sometimes we get these, you know, like we think of Luke Skywalker, uh, like the force be with you. It's not, like the Holy Spirit is a person, and, and that person 
uh, his, his aim is to come to you and bring the presence. Uh, he, he beholds the Father's face because he's in love. He's one with the Father. And then he actually comes and expresses that to us. That's his job. Now he, the Father, the gifts of the Father heart, he comes, he, he puts into us. He gives us gifts. He, he's a person. He's a communicator. He's, he's a humble Humble God. Jesus said he, he takes the things that are mine and he comes and gives them to you. Takes the words of Jesus, the presence of Jesus. He just, he lives to make Jesus and the Father known to the church. So I'm just going to pray that he would come and he'd come upon you in new measure. That he would touch you with his love and he'd light upon you. Um, not so that you can have um, some sort of an experience, you know, of like power in like a impersonal way, but so that you could have the most personal of of moments that you could literally, like your heart could burn up with the favor of a God, a Father who is absolutely delighting in you right now. Like God is delighting in you right now. It's more just that that awareness would happen. So. Yeah, if, if that's something you want, um, we're going to just take time. I don't, I, I don't want this to be some sort of like a, it's not going to be a rushed ministry space. And so um, if you want to come forward, I'm going to pray for people um, down here, but I'm going to take time. Like we're going to worship God because this is a person, like he's a person, not just like a, you know, um, try to conjure something to happen. Um, we're just going to take time. We're going to wait on the Lord. I'd encourage you to you know, worship the Lord. If you want to get your children, go get your children and bring them back in. Like, I don't believe that the Holy Spirit's like fickle. He's just like, he loves families and kids. And so we're just going to create a space for his favor to come. And um, I, I would, I'm, I'm going to start actually just praying a, a corporate prayer because uh, I sense that there's some that he, he's already actually starting to, to touch you. And uh, you don't need me to put hands on you. That's just sometimes, you know, he works in that way. But I just have a sense that he's already, he's already favoring some right now. So, Lord, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the bond between the Father and the Son. And that you would just come right now and that you would draw us into that bond. And I thank you, God, that you are uh, the Father of lights. And I just pray that the heavens would open for some right now. That, Holy Spirit, you would just come, you'd continue to light upon just light, Lord, with the fire of your presence. Let the dove of heaven descend into this place and light upon hearts, God. Light upon minds. Light upon the ears and the eyes. Come and just bring the presence of God. I pray right now, Lord, Ephesians 1, that the eyes of hearts will literally open, Lord, that the aperture will just open wide to receive inheritance. Lord, I thank you that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Lord, and I just pray against anything that would try to shame or quench or try to produce a sense of unworthiness in this moment. Lord, it is your grace. Lord, it is your caress, your favor. And I just say, Holy Spirit, come and flood our hearts with light tonight. And Father, that you would speak. This is my beloved son. Lord, that, that, that people would hear you speaking into them and over them. This, you are my beloved son. 
You are my beloved daughter. I am with you. I am pleased with you. I delight in you. I'm crazy about you. Lord, that, that, that eyes would begin to see like the, your cheekbone, like that as it just swells with, with joy and favor. God, that you would literally come, Holy Spirit, that you'd encounter us as only you can. Lord, that it would be like a fire on the inside of some right now, that you would melt away the images of a father that are not holy, that are not real, that are not true, that are not accurately presenting you, God, that you would melt away Lord, all the other images that we have of who this God in heaven is and that Holy Spirit, it would be melted with the smiling face of, of the Father of lights, of Yahweh himself, that it would literally come like a seal upon our hearts tonight, Lord, that you would mark hearts tonight with an imprint of your brilliant smiling face, that Holy Spirit, you'd come and put a face upon Jesus tonight, that you would put a face upon the Father tonight and reveal yourself to the church, we pray.